Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And this week we are talking about the habits of successful people. We've been analysing away and reading lots of books and internet to see what makes somebody successful. And then we've distilled the habits down, haven't we, Dan? Yeah, there seems to be a common thread among really highly successful people. There's a saying which is success leaves clues. So mm. if all these successful people are doing it, there must be something to it. So we've, we've got into it and seen which ones we think are applicable to everyday life and ones which we already do and ones which we think we need to implement. Yeah, yeah. And the ones that are quite easy, they're just like any habit, it is consistency. That is the key. Yeah, and with these people as well, I think before we get into it, we should say that there is a little bit of luck sometimes, say with regards to money and business, sometimes opportunities, some people to strike at the right time. So mm. just because... Like as a disclaimer, just if you're going to go away and do all these things, it doesn't mean you're going to be <laughs> the next Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, but like what Thomas Edison said, I don't know if it's Thomas Edison, the harder I work, the luckier I became. Or was it Mark Twain? Somebody like that. So yeah, you've got to do this. You've got to do these things to get in to, with a chance to become a millionaire, unless you win the lottery, of course. So number one, they all have a vision. That's what we always say, have a vision, they think big, they don't think small, and every decision that they make is based on that vision. Easy, yeah. right? It's having the vision and then having the focus to stick with it long term. Mm. Like it's it always, because then when challenges occur, you can overcome those challenges, or, or you, you can have the drive to overcome those challenges a lot easier because you have that real kind of laser focus and that vision of what you want to create. It's, I suppose with anything, you have to have a vision of where you want to go. Otherwise, you just, you're going to be so scattered. You're never going to get anywhere, are you? Or you don't even know what you want to do. So it seems obvious, but they all have this kind of real obsession and this one goal, don't they? Yeah. And you know what? It sounds obvious, but how many people don't have a vision? Most people. Yeah. 99% of people, I would say, yeah. Yeah. So how do you get a vision? And how, how, what is the, like, why can't people, like, I've got a vision. <laughs> so I know what my vision is. So, but then I, like, all the, some of the people I train don't have one. They're just like, oh, I'm just happy. You're like, well, and some people are happy like that. Like, I'm not dissing it. It's just, God, like, have a, I, I just can't comprehend not having a vision, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's, and I think, People will have a vision if they sit and actually think about it. But I think there's so many external inputs and extractions, it prevents people from knowing what they actually truly want. Yeah, yeah. Because you get bombarded by social media and television and family and friends and work. Life just becomes, you're just under this blanket of, like, yeah, hmm. that you can't see the wood for the trees type of thing. So if yeah. you're... If you, if you but reflect... I still, when, even though I had all those things, like kids and things and stuff going on, I still had a vision. Hmm. I just wasn't acting on it, but I still knew what it was going to be. Yeah. And again, it's that 
we speak about this a lot, that kind of intuition, that inner knowing that you've always mm-hmm. had, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that like might be a vision. It might be a little bit blurry. It might just be a certain field that you want to go into or an area of life. And mm-hmm. then once you start kind of making choices, the vision might become clearer and clearer and clearer. Yeah. So have a vision. If you haven't got a vision, have a real think about where do you want to be in five years time? Where do you want to be in 10 years time? What do, you, what do you want to look like? What do you want to become? How do you get there? What's the type of person that you want to become? We've already spoken about all that stuff on our last podcast, didn't we? Yeah. If you haven't got a vision, listen to that one, the manifesting podcast. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And then once you hopefully figure out your vision or you know, or you get a more of a more of an idea of what your vision is, even if it's vague and you kind of quite pinpoint it, that kind of leads into my kind of my first tip, which would be stop procrastinating, just pull the trigger. A lot of these really successful people, they just, they get a tiny bit of information and then they just go with it. They learn a new skill and they just, and they just jump in. It's, it happens all the time. You might do 10 courses, but you're going to learn more from doing one course and just applying it because that's where the real learning starts. Like, you, you know, when it's, it's the age old kind of saying, like you, when you pass your driving test, so well, you learn far more on the first day of just driving on your own and you, and you yeah. ever do from a driving instructor. And it's true. Mm-hmm. You're just going to keep course hopping all the time and go from job to job and or vision to vision. It doesn't work. The real successful people have that long-term goal and they don't procrastinate. They just pull the trigger and just keep learning through the failures because often you hear people say they don't believe in failure. It's just feedback. It's just, they just learned a, a new way not to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, procrastination often kills people's dreams quicker than kind of any obstacle does. You, you just have to pull yeah. the trigger. Exactly. Good one, Dan. Yeah, I agree with that one. I've been a victim, like a victim of it. <laughs> I've um, done it many times. <laughs> Domestic <laughs> I procrastination. Queen, <laughs> I am the queen of procrastination when it comes down to doing stuff. And then you know what? Sometimes you procrastinate about stuff and then it, you sit down to do it. It takes you like 10 minutes. <laughs> Why did I have to oh God, yeah, that? yeah, and you cause yourself so much angst and stress and and worry. It's mm. it's not that bad. So I procrastinate clean, like when <laughs> when I've got something I really want, like really need to do, I just start cleaning and procrast. I call it procrastinate cleaning, and I know that I do it now. So awareness gun, that's mm. the key. Okay, my second one. This is probably where I'll fall down deeply is <laughs> most um million billionaires we're talking billionaires here aren't we not really millionaires you know i mean like anybody can come who <laughs> <laughs> would want to be a millionaire we want to be billionaires guys yeah. right so they got up early so this is <laughs> this is why i'm not a billionaire guys because i can't get up early i love my sleep yeah, this I think this is if you look at um successful people or you you read kind of these self-help books and these mentors and gurus, they do all have they get up really early and they have a morning routine. And mm. it's it is probably the most common thread, I would say, that I've found studying these people. Yeah, that's why I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, but I think it just shows you the level of discipline that they have. Yeah. To, exactly. to, even even if even when they kind of on the come up. And the start work at 6 a.m., they'll get up at 3.30 and do a workout and mm-hmm. work on the side business or work on the career even before they get to work, like three hours early. 
It's mm-hmm. just they all seem to do it. And I know. <laughs> there's no denying it, is there? <laughs> there's no denying this fact. I read the 5am club by, what was it called? You said his name before, Robin. Robin, Robin Sharma. Robin Sharma. Oh. But I'm going to give you my honest opinion of this book, right? Firstly, I'm not going to be a fan because I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. There's no way I'd ever get up at 5 a.m. But it's so badly written. Honestly, it's like, I was reading it thinking, is this for, is he like, for real? Like, I really loved the the monk who sold his Ferrari or whatever it was, that book. But this one is so bad. It's like, there's this guy who keeps coming up and he's like, hey, cats. And he's kind of... <laughs> Yeah, I must admit, I got the audio book and I couldn't finish it. It wasn't that good on audio. There's a lot of rubbish. Mm. It's just like, I cannot read. I cannot read this. I'm used to reading Jane Austen. Like, (laughs) it's just not, it's not a literary great. Basically, the main things he's saying is that you should get up at 5am and do some exercise and have a morning, like, get everything out of the way first. Yeah, Which is good in theory, but when you've got kids and dogs and them... Yeah, there's another good book called The Morning Miracle, which I oh, yes. and that's a bit more again, <clears> it's not a it's not a literary great, but it, it was better written, I thought, as well. And to be yeah. honest, you could probably um consolidate all of the information into one page. Just yeah. get up early. <laughs> get up early. <laughs> yeah. Like, go to bed early, to get up early, you know, have a healthy breakfast, do a workout, a bit of contemplation. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> probably a hundred bucks written on it. It basically is. So basically, get up early, do a workout, and have a think while you're doing your workout. Yeah, and that's it. That, and yet, that would be mine. yet we still struggle to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we still, I still can't do it. <laughs> but as well, a lot, a lot of these gurus and things who write these books about getting up early. Yeah, it's a great concept, and I, I'm totally on board with it. I've got a feeling they all live in like hot climates, and they don't have to get up in the middle of February in Durham. Where it's minus five. <laughs> yeah, where it's like sleeping down outside and they like, yeah, they, their vision, like on the 5 a.m. club, it's like they're living in this beach house in, I don't know, Mauritius. And they're getting up and they're going into the sea and they're doing yoga on the beach. It's the reality of waking up in County Durham in a cold February wet morning and it's just not floating the boat, is it? You know, and all you want to eat is a bacon sandwich. You don't want to have, like, <laughs> fresh melons and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think on the plus side, though, if you do have the willpower and the, and the dedication and determination to do it in February... Then like you deserve the, it. You the, deserve the, it. The, you absolutely deserve it, and it's probably going to make... It's probably going to sharpen your sword a lot more than waking up on the beach and, and exactly. doing a gratitude journal in Miami. Um, if you can do it, yeah, in your in Durham in February when it's minus five, you definitely deserve all the success <laughs> that hopefully yeah. it brings you. Uh, I would say so. I mean, how many billionaires are from Durham? <laughs> from the northeast? Probably, probably zero. Uh, Sting is he a billionaire? No, uh, that's very much doubted. I think there's only two thousand billionaires in the whole world, isn't there? Uh, is there? Yeah. Okay. Right. So there we go. Morning routine is the thing. So. I can't get up early, so that's going to be like a bit of a, a sticker to my billionaire status. But I am quite good with the morning routine once I do get myself out, out of the bed. So they all say that their morning routines are key, yeah? Yeah, it's having, and it's, it normally focuses on um, like positivity and health, doesn't it? And I must admit, mm-hmm. I have gone through 
spells in the past where I've gotten up really early for an extended period of time. And I didn't necessarily have a, a routine, but I think being up early does just generally give you a sense of, I know it sounds stupid, but a sense of achievement and you feel good. You already feel positive for just, because it is so hard to get out of bed because it feels so nice being asleep and warm and just overcoming those little barriers, like turning your alarm off, getting up when it's cold, starting getting that jump start on the day. It leaves you feeling like a small sense of accomplishment and feeling good about yourself. So, mm-hmm. and if, then if you can, like you, develop then a healthy routine, it is a really good start to the day. So mm-hmm. like you say, the, the concept's good. Um, and everyone's probably going to have a different routine. I don't know, like what's what's your morning routine? Right, so I wake up and then I spend about 45 minutes procrastinating. Because <laughs> like I say, I love being in my bed. But I've started a good thing because I'm doing a breathing course and we've got to do a daily breathing practice as part of the course. So what I've started doing now, rather than getting my phone and reading Facebook for half an hour or doing something that's non-productive, I have been putting on a 30-minute breathing thing and I've been doing the breathing things. So that's been actually really good. So I, I wake up, I do about 30 minutes of that. Then I have a shower and I've been doing the cold shower thing. So I've been putting a bit of, so it's quite good so far, isn't it? You know, like my routine. Then I go downstairs and then, yeah, then that's chaos because the kids are trying to get, that's just school, dogs, doing all that stuff. Then my dad comes and we have a cup of coffee. (laughs) And then I sit and talk to my dad, which is like, my dad's like the Zen master. So that's always good because he never gets riled about anything so I sit with my dad and have a cup of coffee and then I get ready and go to work so that's like my morning routine tidy yeah. the house before I go it's you made a good point about what not to do as well I think a lot of people regardless of what time they wake up the first thing you do is you grab the phone and go to social mm. media and that's, oh, I used to do that like I yeah that's one of the worst that. things you can do really isn't it because mm. it draws mm. you in it wastes time it puts you in that kind of comparison mode of comparing other people's seemingly perfect mm-hmm. lives. Um, so yeah, like we often speak about sometimes it's the, the elimination of things which can actually bring positive results. So mm-hmm. if you, if you want to get up earlier, you want to get up at the same time as you do now, imagine if you've eliminated that 15, 20 minutes of looking at your phone before you actually get out of bed, there's another 20 minutes you could do on a breathing exercise. You could do a quick mm-hmm. workout. You could plan some healthier food. It can have a good knock on effect. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like you, I used, I don't do it now, but I used to wake up and the first thing I do, I would do the Wim Hof breathing method. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and it just makes you feel, again, that little sense of accomplishment, it makes you feel good. Something that for all, every time I do it, I feel really good. I still don't want to do it when I wake up early. So force myself yeah. to do it. Again, it just, I take a little added bonus of overcoming something. Yeah. And I find another little hacker. Sometimes I've got to like fill around with my phone before I like, find there's so many like like so basically on the course everybody who's done the course in the past have put like examples of breathing things on them and the course leader and all of this stuff so there's hundreds on there so I used to find I'd spend half an hour scrolling through one through scrolling through them all so now I set it up the night before so I just wake up put it on and then do it and then that's my daily breathing practice done as well so that's working really well I also have Russell Brand's um podcast the 
meditation ones or sometimes I do that one as well so I'm actually been doing all right I'm actually meditating or breathing before I get out of bed you'll just be levitating in bed in like six <laughs> time. I could just run everything from my bed and not have to get out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's my morning routine what's yours well I currently don't have one that's something which doing the research for this podcast you kind of realize that you need to do I think I find a lot with this when we do this podcast. We research about a certain topic, and I think I really need to do that? this more. <laughs> <laughs> and same as we've got eighty episodes, it's a pretty long list of stuff I need to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, in the in the past, I've I go through stages. I, I used to, and to be honest, it's a bit of a cheat. But because I was furloughed during lockdown, mm. I just had it, it was weird. But I didn't have anything like a job to get out of bed for, but. It was the time in my life where I got up earliest. I was getting up at five mm. o'clock every day just because I think I missed having a routine or having a, a goal. If mm-hmm. I, I normally start work at 6.45, so I'm up at six. So that kind of makes me get up. But during lockdown, I didn't have that. So it was like a self-imposed um, adversity, right? See if you can get up at five then and create a structure. So, so I think then, it was you who made me get a morning routine because, like, I'm sure we did a pod, was probably one of our podcasts that we never released. We did it on morning routines. And then I was like, oh, Dan's really good on his morning routine. <laughs> <laughs> it was only because I didn't have a job to go to. I had to focus yeah, on the energy on. My was like lie in bed until like, <laughs> the last possible minute and then like, yeah. get up and, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you made, you inspired me to get a morning routine. So, yeah, Come but on, what, it used to be wake up, do the do the Wim Hof method, mm-hmm. um, cold shower. Yeah, see, I've just copied you. Yeah, and then cause... I used to go for a walk as well, though. <laughs> oh, I, you I walk the dogs later in the day, yeah. but I used to go for a walk. But again, that was a summer thing. It was nice. No way I'm getting up at 5 a.m. having a cold shower and <laughs> going for a walk in February. Well, I think you need to get yourself back on your morning routine, Dan. Come on. Yeah, I do. I do. It's a realisation actually talking okay. about it. Right, well, ask, I'll ask you in three, because you were the one when you, we did, I think we did a podcast that one of our non-release podcasts, which was on morning routines and my morning routine was pretty dire, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you were like on fire with your breathing and your showers. And so I just copied some of your <laughs> items. So, yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'll spend an hour on social media. <laughs> yeah, baking sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Dan, that's your thing to focus on. Right. So, billionaires all have a morning routine. So they either do exercise, they do exercise like the five AM club people, exercise for an hour, they meditate for twenty minutes and have thought time, and then they eat healthy as well. They probably got chefs and stuff. See again. That's another thing, isn't it? They've probably got people cooking for them. Yeah, but I think when they when they on the road to become millionaires and billionaires, they probably they all still probably valued the importance of health. So they probably mm. did. They probably didn't wake up and have a McDonald's breakfast on the way to work every day. They, they yeah, still true. understood the value of health. Um, and yeah. Well, one of my go on. Then. Sorry. I was going to say we say this all the time, whether it's regard to improving your life in relationships or business or any goal big and healthy only makes that the uh, chances of achieving that goal um increase it doesn't matter so we talk about billionaires today habits of billionaires being healthy is going to obviously increase your chances of becoming a billionaire if you want to be 
a superstar singer being healthy is <laughs> going to give you a, a better chance. It doesn't matter what it is. So that's it's across all board, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say they prioritize their health over everything. So all the foundation principles, like I was going to say, one of the things that this I was reading about this guy who studied billionaires and he said they all prioritize sleep because that's about decision decision making making better decisions when you've had a good night's sleep so they know that they can't run their businesses without a good night's sleep yeah and we've, we've spoke about um getting up early which might sound counterintuitive to good sleep because when your alarm goes off at whatever 4 30 a.m and you're going to start <clears> your millionaire morning routine you think oh, well, i could have had another two or three hours sleep and <laughs> felt better for the day but these people often prioritize going to bed early as well so all we talk about getting up early in the day, they, they do go to bed early as well. Um, I heard mm. an interesting concept recently that it was, um, again, there was this super billionaire and he didn't set a morning alarm, but he was still up at like 3 or 4 a.m. every day, but he set a bedtime alarm. So it was mm. whatever, 9 p.m. His alarm went off. He forced himself to go to bed every night, like really early, and then just let himself sleep until he was refreshed. And that happened to be like 3 or 4 in the morning. So he was still probably up four hours before a lot of people. But he prioritized going to bed early, not, not as opposed to getting up early. So a little bit of a different concept. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know how easy or hard that would be. I think I would just lie in bed awake if I went to bed at 9 p.m. every <laughs> night. But uh, I went to bed. I got to bed really early. <laughs> I, yeah. really like, I just like I just like sleeping. Yeah. So I think I was half a dormouse, but. Yeah, I go to bed like last night. I think I went to bed half eight. It's nothing on the telly. I just go read my book for half an hour. There's the next one. The next um, uh, good segue. top tip. See, I think I've got quite, I'm doing this, same this. I think I've got quite the billionaire lifestyle. Just not the billionaire bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't live in a massive mansion by the seaside. So um, they read a lot. In fact, Warren Buffett, who's, who's like a mega millionaire, says that was his most crucial habit that he picked up was reading a lot. Yeah, I think he's like in his 80s now, isn't he? And he's worth so many billions and he still reads for like four to six hours every day. Really? Yeah. And not that he's not the most popular choice at the moment, but Bill Gates, you know, mm. everywhere he goes, he has like, I watched that documentary about him and he has like 11 or 15 books he's reading at any one time and he takes them everywhere. Um, so... They're obviously doing something right. <laughs> that's like me. I read about. That's like me. I'm like Bill Gates. But, um, I read about four books at the same time. I always have like a business book, uh, like a fiction, and then a non-fiction, and other stuff as well. Yeah, I think that's that's a little bit easier if you're like a, an avid bookworm. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting concept that of reading different things because different th- things trigger your mind. You might find yeah. common threads between books. Some of them, um, yeah, the, the, they might weirdly match up like mm-hmm. certain concepts. Yeah. But I've heard, I've heard a few people do that before. It's not something I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I'm not oh, I know you can see things like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been a big reader. I think I saw as an only child. I just used to read. My mum used to say, I'd take you anywhere. Just give me your book. And you sit in the corner and read. And I was like, oh, Yeah. So, yeah, I've always read a lot. So, yeah, I think I'm getting on to this billionaire lifestyle now. So, 
Yes, there's not much you don't do here. So, <laughs> uh, so we just watch this space, guys, because I might not be it yet, but in a couple of years' time, I'll be sitting with on my podcast going, Dan, I've just made my first billion. <laughs> it was all down to those habits. <laughs> yeah, well, that leads into the next point, which is play the long game. Ah, yes. Yeah, it, doesn't, it never happens overnight. Um, no. That's probably, that's probably the same type of tip as um, kind of having a vision and having a a goal and a dream and the one love but mm-hmm. a lot of these millionaires billionaires they do they understand that like if it's we're talking about money that wealth takes time there's a there's a, a saying money loves speed but wealth loves time like anyone can make money really quick you can make a small amount of money really quick mm-hmm. but wealth takes time and a lot of these billionaires they understand that it's very very rare it happens overnight there's pre- pretty much only lottery winners make significant amount of money really quick. Um, mm-hmm. But people who are wealthy, like Warren Buffett, it, he understands that it takes time and they, they mm-hmm. have patience. So you never know you in a couple of years time, yeah, your bank account might be shown otherwise. Be patient. Oh God, can you imagine being a billionaire? Can you imagine being a billionaire? Like, can you actually imagine it? Having a billion pound in your bank? Yeah, just money having no, no, no. <laughs> like no. I don't know. It's weird. I say you know when you, you see these um, interviews and like you get like a, like I don't know Jeff Bezos or Branson, and you ask them how much a pint of milk is, and they say like that's seven pound because they just <laughs> he's so <laughs> yeah, out of touch with no the reality. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you just imagine having a billion? I mean, it's mega amounts of money. Like the yeah, difference yeah. between a millionaire and a billionaire is huge. It's absolutely gigantic. I saw a video the other day and it was a representation of, there's a guy got um, a bag of rice and one grain of rice was 10 grand. And then mm-hmm. he showed you how much a million was and he put them in piles and it wasn't that much different. And yeah. he said, this is a billion. And it was like a whole bag of rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, god so he took like a few he took like whatever 30 <clears throat> grains of rice out of this bag which didn't even make a dent and he's like i've just i've just bought you a lamborghini <laughs> doesn't my, my it, it can't it's like it's mind-boggling how much a billionaire actually is worth it's just you know you, i mean you can't even comprehend it can you really not really no and, and bezos is on the way to being a trillionaire isn't he oh god Mental. And that's all the stuff bloody Amazon Prime. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. just us Westerners just wanting stuff. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Like constant input. I mean, where you live is a big, massive Amazon warehouse thing, oh, man, wasn't it? Absolutely gigantic. And that's one, and there's only like six, seven mile away in Dalton. There's another one. It's like bloody building. We don't build cathedrals anymore now. We build bloody cathedrals to consumerism. Yeah, it's either like warehouses to store stuff or it's... Um, like battery plants or um, what is it, you know, where they store all these servers and stuff for like Facebook. Uh, these giant buildings just for information and stuff. <laughs> We're just no. obsessed with stuff in the Western world, aren't we? Well, I've lately stopped ordering from Amazon. I've taken a moral Amazon addiction. <laughs> well, I've just stopped ordering stuff because like, I was getting a bit addicted to just the stuff was arriving every day. Hmm. So since August now, I've done you, Dan. You know how you, go, you just, just eliminated stopped. stuff. <laughs> I just yeah. eliminated it and just stopped. Yeah, 
It's just it's just a self-imposed thing. But yeah, it's everyone, so easy though to do, isn't it? Oh, like yeah. just oh, that's why that. it's so successful. Because he made it, he made it the barriers to mm. to buy in really, really small. Just one click. Mm. That's how it is. We'll save you details. We'll we'll even put the button where you buy right mm-hmm. on the one page. So it's it's clever, but it's yeah, it, it's I don't know if addictive is the right word. It's just easy so so easy it's so easy so yeah i've i've got done a dan and gone cold turkey on the whole <laughs> buying of stuff so yeah it's um that's another of my billionaire habits you say i'm stopping leakage <laughs> yeah there we go you're just ticking you're just ticking all these, <laughs> just uh, ticking another thing off ticking, ticking them off i'm waiting for that billionaire like i'm waiting <laughs> for the bank account to show yeah um, so my next one i think this is my last one actually um, we've said about strength. Tra- have we said about strength training? We haven't. They all no. do strength training. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Hmm. Whether that's the often I hear that some of them, they do like yoga and things like that, but I'll tell you, I've done yoga before, and that's definitely requires a lot of strength. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So whether they're not, they probably aren't out there doing powerlifting. They're probably just doing some sort of resistance training out there. Yeah, you've done Pilates before as well. I've done Pilates before and they were both um, significantly harder than weight training. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's the kind of thing you need to do. And my last one is they all focus on personal growth. Mindset. Mindset training. You've got to be in the mindset of a billionaire to become a billionaire. Yeah. There's a saying uh, which I like, which is your level of business success will never outgrow your level of personal development. Yeah. I might have butchered that, but that's exactly what it is. I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. You can't be an unhealthy, sick, negative person and expect to have a thriving business unless you're like a drug dealer or something like that. But yeah, it's, it kind of works. You have to be healthy and positive. And the the more you work on yourself, the the better your business is going to be. And it's just, that is just like a golden rule, isn't it? Absolutely. And no, type of self-development training is a waste of money. No, exactly. And that's kind of one of our points, which we kind of touched on, but it's um, uh, a lot of these successful people have, um, even though to me and you, they might seem like they've made it. They still kind of, they always learn new skills, constant education and Mm -hmm. mentors. You mentioned this uh, on a recent podcast about Richard Branson having like seven mentors or something like that, even though he's got more money than we can conceive of. Mm-hmm. It's that constant wanting to know more, staying on top of the game. Um, and you, you hear it all the time. They say, oh, oh it's, I found it relatively easy to get on, to get to the top of the pile, but then it's staying there because everyone wants to knock you off the top. So it's it's staying sharp all the time. Um, so that's another one you can tick off, constant education. Yeah, and, I'm good at mentors. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and mentors. I always have a lot of mentors at the same time. I just like learning things. Yeah, and it's it's. I think it's staying curious and inquisitive, and you know, being like being excited about life probably is is a yeah, big one as well. Curiosity. Yeah, is yeah, good, is a good trait. And the thing about learning and education and 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 developing skills is that no amount of bankruptcy or or recession or coronavirus can take those skills away from you. Once you know how to operate a business and you've learned the skills that kind of be your bank account can be drained to zero but your skills can that can never happen to your skills and your knowledge and your experience so it can always be built back up 
Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's it's sacrificing maybe the short term gain for the the long term uh, bigger gains. I, I would try to say, not very eloquently, <laughs> but uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know it's you like, mean. It's got... like a sacrifice. They all sacrifice as well. They might a lot yeah. of them in in their twenties. They sacrifice going out and and you know partying and doing all the the short term fun stuff. But then in the thirties and forties. Be like be like ten times further ahead than all the peers. Uh, that's quite a common one as well. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, they they do sacrifice a lot to become what they are. Yeah, and um, I've got a couple more, well, which are kind of a bit scattered. Um, they always like believe in themselves, which is you, you would think that's quite obvious, but they don't. They they don't listen to a lot of uh, like doubters and haters. Mm-hmm. because what's that saying people you only get hate from people who are below you not from people who are above you yeah that's like i often find that as well they just they can just silence all the, the critics and they, mm-hmm. they know what, what they're doing that's common um they always play in the right markets so they don't play in markets that are um kind of receding so for instance you're not going to get you know jeff bezos I can't imagine him. He's going to open a newspaper business anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, the world's gone digital. Mm-hmm. Um, the probably a lot of the the future billionaires are probably the ones in who are getting into cryptocurrency at the moment who are leading the way. Um, so yeah, don't play and die in markets. That's a common one. Mm-hmm. And then mm, my last one is with regards to wealth. The wealthiest, richest people, they own things. So I think I said this in the last podcast, like broke people do the wrong things. Rich people do the right things, but wealthy people own the right things. Mm. So they learn how to make money, make money. It's like, it's it's having assets and things which kind of um, produce money for you in the background without you necessarily having to do anything. So that's kind of a strategy they all get to. So... Jeff Bezos probably doesn't work very much now. <laughs> Amazon's kind of running itself for him. Mm. Um, and if, you know what I mean? Well, that's why Buff- it's going off into space, isn't it? Yeah, Warren Buffett, his, um, all his stocks and shares, they make money for him. He doesn't have to go and work for it. It earns money for him. So if you're really looking to be wealthy, look to own things, not just work in something. Actually have it work for you. Cool. Um, I've got one more that I forgot to say. All right. They avoid time wasters. Mm, yeah. And and they're pretty ruthless with people who drag them down. Yeah. Who is it? Um, the guy who made Apple, um, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah. He was apparently a bit of a a bit of a tyrant, wasn't he? But he was just ruthless if people weren't good enough or they weren't getting them to where you wanted to be. Off with the head. That was it. God. Right. Well, yeah. there's my next thing I've got to work on. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, you should mention Steve Jobs. I had to do, I'm doing this business course thing, you know, like I'm always doing once. And it was, you had to do the personality tests, you know, the EF and all that stuff. You oh. know what I came out as? This will not surprise you. I came out as a commander, which is the same as Steve Jobs. So there you go. Hey, see. I think mm-hmm. this podcast has just proved 
that you're like a billionaire tyrant in the making. I am. <laughs> I just need the bank account down <laughs> to prove <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> trouble is that's the only thing missing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I've got to work on um, cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only major flaws were crypto and getting up early. But apart from yeah, that, yeah, those are my major flaws. But apart from that, I'm doing pretty well on the billionaire lifestyle. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, you know, watch this space. I'll, yep. I'll give you a couple of grand. I'll buy you a Lamborghini when you're when I'm a billionaire. You can buy us ten. Okay. <laughs> or just seven, one for every day of the week. Seven colors. Yeah, different colors. Yeah. Okay, that's a deal. So, there, listeners, how's your billionaire lifestyle coming along? Are you um, doing all those things? Is it working? Have you become a billionaire? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've. I think we've spoke about money quite a lot, but it could just be. Um, like success for you might not be a billion dollars. Like we've just kind of focused on what these people do, but you could apply a lot of these traits just to becoming healthier, just to having a better relationship. Yeah. It's a habit of success really, isn't it? And yes. Um, Whatever you think success is. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I would say those habits are all good for it's success at anything in life. Yeah. And hopefully it's kind of made you realize where you, you may be out of balance. Like for me, Yanni, Yeah. Definitely get under the morning routine going. Know, especially same as you with the one who like told me to do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> because it's strange. It's like anything once when you're in a, a bad rut or a bad habit and you break it and you get into a better habit and you look back and you think, why didn't I just do this ages ago? It feels so good. It's it's yeah. not like it's horrible to do every day. You actually really enjoy it. But trouble is some of the bad habits also they feel good in. short term, don't they? Yeah. And also, I think sometimes if you like go away, I'll break the cycle it's harder to get back into it when you get back and then it just drops off. Doesn't it? Like I've dropped off my gluten-free habit a little bit at the moment. I need to get back into that. Yeah. What's uh, James clear say? It's all right. If you um, miss one day, but when you miss two days, you've started a new habit. A new habit. Yeah. So it's definitely true, isn't it? I need to get back into my gluten-free. Although it didn't say billionaires are gluten-free. <laughs> they will be. Of course they will be. <laughs> of course they will be. Yeah. <laughs> they, won't, they won't want a wheat belly. No, they'd be they'd be gluten free, dairy free, alcohol free, drug free, um, yeah, enjoyment free. Takes quite a lot, doesn't it? Really, I mean, like that's is just it, is that's it, is just it you. <laughs> I know that's not even your business. I mean, God, you've got to work on your business as well. That's just what you've got to do to be up there. I don't know whether I'm cut out for all that. I mean, just, just suddenly had a moment of realization. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't think I'll be taking organic Pilates to billionaire status. <laughs> well, you could franchise it. Yeah, this is true. Anyway, right. Okay, well, listeners, let us know how you're getting on with your billionaire lifestyle because I'm interested to see what areas you need to work on. We know what Dan's is. We know what mine is. And, um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna work on it, Dan. Yeah, it's a, it's, I must say it's a noble goal to have shitloads of money. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what if you have money you can make the world a better place yeah well a lot of like entrepreneurs and and really successful people with regards to money they create jobs and like, they, um, they ins- inspire lots of people as well so i can't it's you know, what's thing. her name jk rowland gives most of her she got herself off the rich list by giving most of her wealth away uh really there's a, there's a guy i've been following lately who owns like a, a gym he helps gyms make money and he oh, um, yeah in his will he's just given he's worth 300 million he's given all of his or 95 percent of it to a children's charity 
he's not in it to make money for himself. He lives a nice lifestyle. He never wants for money, but it's like he just enjoys being in business. That's his hobby. That's what he's an expert mm-hmm. at. But with regards to the actual accumulation of money, he's not that bothered about it. It's all going to charity. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice to be like that? Yeah, that's that's where I'm going to get to, where I'll give it back to the world. And just not enough just first. for your Lamborghini <laughs> and your beach house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once I've bought all my friends Lamborghinis. Um... <laughs> <laughs> then I can give to the needy. <laughs> yeah, you can give rides to the needy in your Lamborghini. Right, okay. So thanks for listening, gang. We will be back next Monday with more of our ramblings. Cool. Remember, you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the other million places. New content every Monday. Mm -hmm. See you again soon. Bye.